would expect them to have 90% accurate accuracy at the least from what they from how they claim you know oh I see I see crimes as vividly as a postcard you know 90% accuracy at the very least yeah I mean you should be able to tell exactly what the assailant looks like or at least exactly where it happened what it was with and what the injuries were, how long it took for the victim to die, things like that, which were all wrong. What I have is a list of all the claims that I noticed, all the, you know, the testable claims. And I, I'd like to read over some oh. of these of, of what they said about it. So they said it was overkill. She had stacks of money, uh, as in one of them were saying, I see stacks of money. That's right. And then, and then they were saying uh, that it had something to do with a conspiracy. Mm-hmm. They kept saying blue vehicles. Let's see. They said she was a good person, trusting nature. Of course, you say that about everybody. Liked the outdoors. Yeah, one thing I wrote down was, um, I think it was Pam Carnado that said, she had a lot of spunk, not one to be victimized easily. That's one of the things that was completely contradictory with being, you know, trusting nature. So, yeah, I thought that was crazy right off the bat. But who doesn't want to hear that about a victim? Just like, they had a lot of spunk. I mean, who doesn't? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. People, when they're getting murdered, fight back. Generally speaking. This is just cold reading. They're just throwing out a bunch of easily relatable phrases. Then you can Listen. apply to anybody. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like, uh, hey, astrology. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they also said uh, she could not breathe. They said something about choking. Yeah, generally when you're dying, you have trouble breathing. And then also, also here, here's the one that was funny. I felt like she was stabbed. Oh, yeah, I do remember that. I was a little bit shocked that she was that wrong. Very, very surprised, because like I said, I vaguely remember this case and it must have been fairly high profile at the time and to be that wrong is quite surprising uh, and they also said that she knew the person that killed her yeah they both said that very emphatically and i i wrote um she knew the person who killed her that's a really new take on the murder scene <laughs> no detective is ever gonna think that right well one thing that was really funny was clearly the detective hated her <laughs> like it was very funny to see his body because you could just tell he did not want to be there and then the the voiceover saying now the detective has a new lead on the case she might have known her her attacker well if you remember before all of that happened they went through the interviews of all the people that she knew and was around that day yeah <laughs> and they also said uh, there was an exchange of words so apparently they had a fight or something before the whoever was killed yeah, her. Because when you're killing somebody or when you're being murdered, I'm sure you're not going to say anything to them. Oh, and they also said you already talked to this person. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Which ends up being clearly not the case. <laughs> Let's see, and then they also said had to do with drugs or money. Yeah. One thing that I wrote down was something about him feels off balance or chemically not right. He was taking medication. They insisted that there was not quite a witness to the crime, but a roommate. Yeah, oh yes, yes, the roommate. Exactly what happened. And and I love the way they described the roommate. Socially awkward, somewhat geeky. Basically, they're describing your average college student. And the best thing about the car was an older model car with more paint job. Like, every college student drives. They also said he had issues with the law. So they're saying he had a past history. And then they also said, so they said he's nerdy, but then they also turned around and said, parties gets drunk every night yeah. kind of guy. Yeah, which was bizarre. That that classic thing of uh, say something, then reel it back in. You're an introvert, but sometimes you like to be an extrovert. 
Oh, and remember the TV. How they both mentioned oh, yeah. the TV. One of them said it was wobble over a television set. Yeah, which I don't even so, get. So first is money, and then it's a TV. Yeah, they thought it was drugs. <laughs> then it's drugs. <laughs> he thought she was stealing from him. Drugs or money or a TV, which is very bizarre. Completely random. Yeah. yeah I mean, honestly, if I were a psychic or medium, I would stay away from specifics like that. Uh, I think we can uh, chalk that up to hubris. Oh, and then the, and then the thing that pissed me off the most was the whole consensual sex. Oh message. my god, that consensual was sex. so that one I know was Pam Cardinato. That that was one of the most sexist things I've ever heard. She had consensual sex, like what minutes, hours before she's brutally beaten nearly to death, and then she died later at the hospital. Who does that happen to ever? When has somebody ever randomly had consensual sex and then be beaten to death by somebody for drugs or money or a TV? So they have the opening where they talk to the psychics. They're saying random stuff about them. And then the voiceover goes into more details about the case, which is this, um, Susanna Chase was, she was found in an alleyway calling for help, stumbling around after having been severely beaten. Somebody calls 911, they pick her up, and she later died at the hospital. And they find out, after examining her corpse, that she had been raped. Now, after that voiceover, then they start to talk to the psychics who start to mention issues about the rape, and that's where it came up that it was consensual sex. I got the impression that when they apparently had no details of the case, neither psychic mentioned the rape issue until... The, the voiceover mentions it. So that, that kind of um, leads me to believe that there's some creative ed- um, creative editing going on. And I noticed that the other psychic, the one whose name I forgot now, <laughs> who was not Pam Coronado, never said anything about it. She didn't say it was consensual. Which, if you are either seeing the murder out of the victim's eyes or seen it clearly as a postcard or you're talking to the dead spirit of the victim or the dead victim spirit shouldn't you be able to have the same story if this were true yeah. and you were investigating the same murder with two different people you would expect the, at least some, a little bit of consistency it seems like they avoided avoided showing any of the other psychics comments about the rape because they probably contradicted so, again, it seemed like rather creative editing to me. It seemed like they're mm-hmm. they're trying to hide something. Since this episode was aired, the murder has since been mm-hmm. solved. So, actually, we have some information on the murderer, and it seems like it was uh, Diego Almos Al- Alcade, or Alcade. Alcade, who apparently, to my understanding, is a serial, serial rapist, or at least was, ori- was originally charged for attempting to rape another woman and he got out on a Wyoming I believe yes in Wyoming exactly a whole other state which that itself is seeing that he's doing this in a whole other state shows that he probably didn't know the girl he's probably more of a state to state kind of rapist kind of person I would assume or you know at least puts mm-hmm. that out yeah this was solved in 2009 so that's why it makes it clear that this show was filmed before 2010 when he was actually you know put away and convicted for this they took a a DNA sample from Susanna Chase's body and then they see this uh, attempted rape in Wyoming and 
all of a sudden you get this DNA into the system and it matches with this case. And to the credit of the psychics, he did try to play the consensual sex line. Oh. However, they did find his girlfriend's DNA on the murder mm-hmm. weapon. Based on that, they knew that it was his bat, and therefore it was you know, his, his, own, his murder yeah. weapon as well. So it makes it more than just circumstantial evidence, but it's tied to it exactly. in two ways. Now, they gave us very little information from any articles I can find. A lot of the things the psychics said were unconfirmable or un... Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be impossible to find out if she had a lot of spunk and didn't yeah. want to be murdered. I mean, these are not testable claims here. She clearly wasn't stabbed, as brutally beaten with a baseball bat, which is pretty far from being stabbed. Another surprising thing was that neither psychic seemed to realize that she didn't die at the crime scene. I, I, I actually didn't yeah. notice that. <laughs> um, the detective took both of them to where she was found, but she did not die there. She died at the hospital many hours later. I believe it was the next day. And both of them thought that she actually died there. And then chalked it up to, well, the aura was so strong that I would have thought that she died here. It seemed like one of them was trying to pass it off. To me, it seemed like she knew, but she was trying to make, like, an intentional mistake. I don't know. To me, it seemed incredibly well rehearsed, so it just struck me as being entirely fake. Well, one thing that I noticed is that if you just put Susanna Chase into Google, you get 52,000 results. So it wouldn't have been hard to look up any details of the case. So being wrong about something like her being stabbed is really big. I I did think it was funny that one of them thought that he was chemically imbalanced and was basically, again, you know, blaming everything on mental mental illness. And I couldn't really find that, that much about him, though, honestly. Uh, worth mentioning is the disclaimer. Ooh. We have to say something the about disclaimer The disclaimer is awesome. So <laughs> it is. It's funny. Very awesome. The very beginning of the episode, it has a disclaimer saying, psychic intuition is not scientific, it is not factual evidence, and would not be admissible in court. No one has been arrested, charged, or convicted in the case that the police do, or, or, and in this case, the police do not have a suspect. Any resemblances to living persons is purely coincidence. <laughs> so in other words, we made it all up? Exactly. In other words, this is all bullshit. (laughs) I mean, you can't have it both ways. We made it all up, or it's real. Because if it's real, you should stand by it. If you're not going to stand by it, you made it all up. It's just Um, just hilarious to have on a show like this. I thought it was just funny how... um, So if you just took the actions that you see in the program, and then you compared that with the voiceover, you have two totally different stories. The voiceover was making it sound like, you know, the police have never considered these options that these psychics put forth to them, ever. They never thought she knew her attacker. Or, you know, and it, or they never thought that she might have fought back. And it was just crazy. If it's so forced, why is it whoever is in charge of the show wants there to be proof that there's paranormal activity. That's what I don't understand. It seems like they're trying to push this belief on people. I mean, life after death is one thing, but why would you feel the need to have a show that shows that people have 
crazy psychic ability. Because it, it just seemed so forced to me that somebody wanted this to be the show that they produced. And they didn't really seem to care that much about it because it wasn't a very well-produced show. So if I truly believed that psychic powers were real and I had the power to make a show on TV, I would not show somebody saying that the victim was stabbed when it was a high-profile case who was clearly beaten with a baseball bat. I would lie better yeah. than that. I mean, I have so many better ideas to lie than that. Like, I, I could show way better evidence than what they showed in the show. It, it seems like it was kind of like this half-assed produced show where at the end, they're, and there, they're real psychic somehow. And yeah. kind of baffled at yeah. that. If you're going to lie, exactly. at least lie good. I mean, th there are so many better ways to do it. I mean, I would have primed yeah, the psychics and, and had them go and talk to the, the victim's family and get some cheerful results. I mean, there's so many better ways to approach this. There's a lot of theories I would have on why that happened. Number one, they could all believe it themselves and just kind of be blind to the whole... So they're looking life. at poor evidence but only seeing the part that they want to see. Yeah, exactly. that. That, that makes some sort of sense to me. Either that or they're just greedy and just trying to throw something together to get money. Yeah, I just think you could do a better job but then again... Maybe not. This would be something I'm, I'd be curious to curious to know. I'd like to know if those psychics count this as um, a See, most psychics have websites, and they have this whole history. Oh, I've solved this case, mm -hmm. I've solved this case, I've solved this case. And I'd like to see if they count this as um, a win. I did look up Pam Coronado, and the only reason why I remember her name and not the other one's name is because I was so incensed about the consensual sex thing. She doesn't count this as a win, but she does count being on this show as a win. Because she shows up in multiple episodes. The other psychic in this particular episode did not. That's that's another reason why. The other one was just sort of come-and-go psychics, as you will. But Pam Cornodo's in, in multiple episodes. And she does count this show as a win, which I find funny. Because clearly this case was solved since then. Which is kind of... I mean, not really funny because somebody really died. But... It's ironic at the very least. I think you'd be allowed to say it's funny because these guys are doing more harm yeah. than good here. They're they're the ones making complete fools of themselves with an actual murder. I mean, where where was their sense of decency when it came to doing this show? So yeah, I, I think we're the allowed the to other that. thing that I noticed was at the beginning they said that Susanna's Chase family, Susanna Chase's family, turned to psychics. They say that that it's one of the written type at the beginning of the show. Her, fa her family is desperate for an answer to this murder, so they have turned to psych. I could find no news article that supported that fact. So I actually wonder if that's true. If, if her family did turn to psychic, I understand because they had something horrible happen to them. If they didn't turn to psychics, I, I could see how that would be very, very upsetting to them. I think either way, it's an upsetting thing. Maybe it comforts you for a couple of minutes. But after that's gone, you're just upset. Well, not only are you in the same place where you left off, you're left with a whole bunch of false hope and false leads. You're being sent on a... But that fate, you can be told all you want that somebody spoke to the, the spirit of your dead sister or your dead child. But, you know, maybe for a while that's going to comfort you. But sooner or later, you're going to realize all the things that they said that were wrong, and it's just going to upset you more. Um... I don't know, man. I, I've see, I, I've met a lot of people that uh, I don't know still believe it after like. What are you years? Really? Years. I mean, it it seems 
Well, I mean, look, look at my mo mother, for, for example. She went to a psychic reading close to 20 years ago because the psychic said, you're going to be rich and you're going to be famous and blah, 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 blah. And here she is 50 years old and still married to a construction worker and they don't have any money and she has little to no fame. So it's, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she's still holding on to it. She's okay, that's it. that's a little bit surprising. I mean, it just seems like like maybe at first I think, oh, well, my sister fought back. She had spunk. That's good. And, and okay, she's in a happy place. But then later I think, wait a minute, this was about drugs or money? So she was on drugs? She owed people money? They owed her money? How was she associated with this? And it, it seems like it would raise more questions and not be a, a comfort at all. Really, I was just kind of disappointed in the low budgetness of it all. I find that with a lot of those kind of documentaries. Yeah, that's true. You could have edited it better at any rate. Yeah. Just that really makes me wonder what was all the stuff they cut out. Hey, you know, you know what else that could mean? Maybe all the good writers are skeptics. That might be uh, encouraging, actually, <laughs> possibly so. But yeah, it's the so cheap. I mean, I know there's a lot of really, really cheap documentaries on Netflix, which in a way makes it kind of fun, but if I seriously believed in that stuff, I would put more effort into it. Then documentaries like this are like uh, old cheap oh, yeah. Netflix, yeah. you know. They're so terrible, but you just Yeah, like, documentaries away. have become the new B-movie. And I love documentaries. So, <laughs> I've watched so many bad ones. That leads me to another thing that I think is worthy to note. So, there's a news article recently from Doubtful News in which a woman from Hawaii is suing a natural path for the damage done to her child during a home birth. There are so many things wrong with this story. This woman... Oh, yeah. yeah. Good for her, by the way. Oh, this woman, she, so she wanted to have a home birth. God knows why this is a trend. Sees an ad for this woman to assist her in a home birth. So she assumes that since this woman has an ad, that she's qualified. She hires this woman, they're going through everything, and she's assisting her with her birth when she goes into labor. She is in labor for two entire days. Her child is born, has permanent brain damage from lack of oxygen due to a prolonged birth. Not only is it bad that this naturopath presented herself as being competent to this woman in being able to assist in this birth, and she wasn't even a qualified midwife, not even not a qualified obstetrician, not even a qualified midwife, had no training whatsoever, but at no point during this 48-hour period of time did she call 911 over a woman being in labor for two days. Yeah, there's so many things wrong I mean, with that. I mean, you automatically know there's a problem when it goes over what? Uh, right? I, I think it depends, actually. My sister was actually in labor for only a few hours before her obstetrician realized that there was a problem. I think it was ooh, probably even less than that. And they, they went ahead and did a C-section, found out later that her tailbone is bent in, never would have been able to give birth. But that's just considering somebody's pain and well-being. I mean, not to mention the baby. You can't go through that long of a labor without having some sort of damage. That story seriously concerned me because it's a bizarre trend that's happening lately, and it's kind of like people think giving birth was better somehow a thousand years ago, 
when statistically one half of your children would die. Another huge problem that I have with this is, okay, you're considering a home birth. Why aren't you looking at statistics? Why aren't you looking yeah. at the facts? So you're just listening to this whole holistic mumbo-jumbo and not paying attention to any of the well, actual like, facts. And I find that irritating. Yeah, I get it that there's some people out there who are genetically blessed that they can just squat in the corner and crap out a baby. That's not most people. That's mm-hmm. certainly not the case in my family. So that's it. Hopefully it was enjoyable for you as it was for me. I'd like to thank the bad detectives for letting us use rattlesnake oil in our intro. And Anne, go ahead and take it away. This is Anne Marie, and thanks for listening to Skeptics in Mormonville.